In today's episode, we're speaking to Chad Price. Chad is a seasonal serial entrepreneur with an impressive track record spanning over a decade. He founded Kettleball Kings from scratch and orchestrated a remarkable three-year multi-million dollar acquisition back in November 2021. Today, it stands tall as a thriving international company making waves in esteemed Inc. 5000. Let's speak to Chad and find out how he changed his life by changing his mindset. And remember, if you want to upgrade your money mindset, then click on the link www.millionairefoundations.com and watch my free training. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I'm so excited. We have the one and only Chad Price. Welcome, Chad. Thank you for having me. Nice to meet you. Chad, everyone's heard your intro. They know how fabulous you are, but please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. Well, I mean, uh, I do quite a, quite a few things. Um, what I'm working on right now is kind of a, uh, my book, which culminates my journey. I uh, graduated from Rice University in Houston, um, went into corporate America like anybody else, I think, trying to find a job. And then I decided, you know, if now's the time, if ever, if I'm going to start my own company. So I started a couple companies with one with my girlfriend, one with my partners. My most notable company became very popular, Kettlebell Kings. Uh, I recently got that company acquired and I culminated that 10 year journey with the book and kind of uh, the life lessons as long as uh, or as well as the business lessons I've learned along the way. With my book and with everything else I'm doing, you know, I'm really at a point in my life where it was a, a clean break, if you will, to kind of close a chapter and open another one. So I'm kind of excited about the promotions of the book. And I've just kind of been touring and talking about that in kind of the next chapter of my life. Wonderful. So you're currently in the crossroads of turn. Okay, so one chapter is ending. Well, actually, in terms of transition period, rather, and you're just entering the new chapter of your life and deciding which direction to go with. And meanwhile, you're just touring with your book, which is amazing, fabulous. And that's what we're going to talk about that in a bit. Anyway, so getting started. How does a lad, um, you know, growing up in, you know, goes into corporate America with an employee mindset and comes out with, okay, no, actually, I want to be an employer as well. I want to be an entrepreneur, goes in and is is wildly successful. How, you know, how does the journey end? It sounds great. And it's very, it's it, you know, we like to romanticize those sort of stories and we like to showcase them on movies and books and stuff. But the hardship that goes behind it, the hard work that goes behind it, the, the sweat and the blood that goes behind that journey is usually not uh, talked about. And that's what we like to talk about in um, this segment on Friday Beach on, on Money Mindset, because that journey is possible for everyone, but not everyone's willing to pay the price and you have. So I want you to talk us through the journey. How did it start for me? What led you on to having a business? How did you make it a success? And then how did you exit? How did you sell and, you know, at a profit? And how did you, you know, sort of move away from this? So just talk us through your journey. Sure. I think, you know, one of the things that I noticed about myself really early on was I never really kind of fell into the employee, employee, like employee or ownership mindset. I've always kind of had an ownership mindset, um, regardless, even if I didn't really realize it. 
Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that just comes from my background in sports and athletics and kind of taking accountability and ownership for my own piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. So I'm really used to being, you know, a section of a team or uh, an important factor on the team, but I'm not right. the whole team. And right. that kind of that kind of mindset really framed the way I do business. Mm-hmm. And like I say, I didn't really necessarily even realize how natural that came to me um, until I really started getting experience in the business world, seeing maybe other people struggle with that concept a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So for me, even when I was on my quote unquote employee journey, I was I was preparing myself for this journey. You know, I was trying to learn how these types of operations work. I was trying to assess if I thought I had enough skill set to run a type of operation like this. So, you know, mm-hmm. even my major corporate jobs just gave me more confidence in running large teams and seeing large teams perform difficult tasks and complicated tasks and things like that. So everything that I've done as far as my resume goes is just like the same as my college experience. You know, it's just another course or job or uh, workshop or, you know, a, another opportunity for me to learn skills that I can apply to kind of my overall strategy in business. Oh, that makes complete sense. And I, and I love that. I think far too many people, you know, so f- are, so, are living in, in the future. They, they want to get to this place and then negate the, the opportunities that are present in the current wherever they are, current circumstances. And I, I love what you said, because your your jobs can actually prepare you for your entrepreneurial journey if that's what you want to pursue. And even if you are not sure about being an entrepreneur, any 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 place you are, you can acquire skills. We can help you as a person. And then you may those skills may help you to have the confidence to run a business. But far too many people, you know, think, okay, now I like their security and whatever. They equate the job with the, the, the money, the, the security, rather than actually acquiring skills. And one of my favorite authors, Robert Kiyosaki, talks about this, that you, know, you, should, you should never get a job for money. You should get a job for skills to learn certain skill sets. And I, I personally have always done that in my life. When I was going through my various legal careers, I picked up skills which helped me in my various businesses later on with the mindset, like, I am going to be, I, I was going to be a business, a business a woman at some point in my life. And therefore, I was, I was acquiring skills. And it looks like you were doing something similar. You were learning to see how can I learn from here and which eventually would pay off a dividends when I'm running my own business, which is fantastic. How did you um, go ahead? No, I was going to say a hundred percent. I mean, I even go as far as to say, you know, a job to me is almost like a paid scholarship. And because I was on scholarship, I can kind of relate the two mm-hmm. and I, I literally get paid to learn. That's how I look at it. So I've never had a job, you know, especially when I'm in my 18s to let's say 25 that I thought, you know, I'm just going to stay here for the rest of my life. I knew that was a placeholder or a temporary situation. I knew, you know, I would be here for months to years at max. And when I can look at it like that, to me, it's like, okay, well, how do I kind of graduate from where I am now to have a higher skill set than when I started this? And that to me, that's what a resume should be, is it should just be a a continuous building of your skill sets and um, the tools that you use to, you know, make strategic decisions for business, basically. 100%, 100%. 100%, 100%. So I want, I want you to compare yourself to your peers. How do you think, because that's a great advantage, by the way, and I love that you just said that, but that will make you a very distinct character compared to your peers, compared to people around you. How did you, does that, that mindset, which is a growth mindset, um, you know, compared to your peers who have not necessarily have that growth mindset, they have more of a fixed mindset. Okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to have that. And that's at 2.4, you know, get married and do this. And, you know, that, that, the, the narrative that we're fed when as, as kids, I, I think till this day, till this day and age as well. How were you different compared to people around you? Well, I mean, I think growing up in a small town and kind of always knowing that like you were in a small town and there was a big city and there's a kind of a bigger world out there. 
it really kind of just framed my mindset and like I have to grow forever if I want to really kind of be somebody in life I don't really have the option of thinking that you know I'm I'm born a silver spoon person that can just kind of coast through life and I think a lot of people struggle with that kind of mm. thinking that you can get to this plateau and then you will just get a raise every year and you can just kind of kick back and just put your learning and um, your intensity and kind of your ambitions on cruise control and I've never really felt like that. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I think sports definitely plays a big role in that. You know, I had a strength coach to say, you're either getting stronger, you're getting weaker. So yeah, you're saying really, you never stay. Yeah. 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 I mean, obviously you said that you, there's no such thing as status quo. Yeah, you either get you improving or you're, or you're going down. Exactly. And because it's intention based, right? Yeah. And it, you, it's hard to intend to stay the same on that quote unquote racer's edge that you're trying to balance on. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to keep moving forward and keep having goals and um, things that you're trying to improve about yourself. So when you look at it like that, I think the hardest part is just aligning that journey with your passions and with your kind of business interests. And I've been fortunate enough to do that. I didn't even realize I was going on that journey when I started my company. But as I've grown and kind of put myself in these situations, I see like, okay, my business is somewhat aligned with my passions and with my beliefs. And um, I really do try to start new businesses that kind of even align with that a little bit more so that I can really focus on my own um, unique you know, growth path and, and overlap that with my business. So I, I never looked at anything like it can stay the same. You know, every business I start, I, I preach that this is a living, growing organism. You know, mm -hmm. it's like a child that it has to grow every year. It has to mature. It has to be working on new projects, new, new streams of revenue, whatever that may be. It, it's an ongoing process of improvement. It's not a stagnant thing. Completely agree. And, I, and, I, and when you were saying this, I was thinking of my own businesses. There has to be an iteration, at, I think, at every level for your business as well. They have, the business has to grow as you do. And it's not an extension of you. It's, it's its own identity, but it's guided by you. You're the leader and it needs to grow. And I was thinking there's so many businesses which disintegrate, not because of lack of thought or lack of, um, you know, the, the idea is great behind it. It's just this lack of innovation, this lack of um, that iteration. That it, need, it needs to grow. It needs to evolve. It needs to you know move ahead. And I've seen this online and offline space because I've, I was online on the online space. I've now moved off more towards the brick and mortar offline space businesses. And I see so many businesses, which are great businesses, but they haven't innovated over the last 20, 30 years. And they are just going on. And I think, where's the growth? You know, how you not expanded? You have such a brilliant product. Why haven't you expanded? Why haven't you grown? But it's the it's it's up to the business owners for for them if they don't if they're not growing, how is the business supposed to grow? So I think your business is a reflection of who you are. And if the leader is not willing to grow, then the business won't grow either. So I think that's a great way for you to look upon your business. It's it's its own entity. It's, a, it's my belief, baby. But in order for it to grow, I have to grow. And I all the businesses that I've seen successful have these amazing leaders who have this growth mindset, who are constantly learning, who are constantly reading, who are constantly innovating and, and just, you know, bringing out the best version of themselves. And that reflects in the business as well. Coming back to you, talk us through your childhood. So you said you were into sports. So what was childhood like for you? Um, I mean, I think my childhood was a little more intense than most people's childhood. You know, I grew up in a small town. Um, I spent pretty much, you know, 10 to 12 hours a day, every day outside, if not more. Um, you know, I grew up in one of those towns like, don't come inside type of deal. And, you know, <laughs> you go outside and play and you come in when the sun goes down or really mm -hmm. before before 10 or 11 o'clock really is, is kind of how it used to work. But um, I also had a military dad. So, you know, my dad was not very uh, lenient when it came to kid schedules versus adult schedules. So, you know, since mm -hmm. I was five years old, I was waking up at 5 30 6 o'clock and doing workouts in the morning and then 
and wow. had my chores. And if I got everything done, then I could earn my quote unquote free time. And, you know, I, I'm grateful for that kind of stuff because it did instill a sense of discipline in me for 100%. Um, to prepare me for things. So even in college, I could see other people struggle with waking up at five o'clock to work out. And to me, it was, you know, that was that was the norm if you wanted to be an, an elite athlete. There was no such thing as not doing that if you want to perform at this level. If you wanted mm -hmm. to go back and play recreationally, that's totally fine. You don't have to get up at 530 in the morning and work out. So just having some of the discipline in my life to match what my, let's say, high ambitions might be, especially mm -hmm. early on, is, is extremely helpful. So, you know, I, I've always been kind of a, a no excuse guy from a very young age. And the person that, you know, when everyone's running, I'm the guy like, hey, come on, team, we can keep doing this. You know, I've always been kind of that motivator and uh, team builder, if you will, ever since I was young. So tell us, how much do you think your childhood, your your the discipline that you were given from your, from your father, which at the time you probably thought, you know, my God, he's harsh and he's a yeah, godless right, one, yeah. <laughs> right? But now you can look back and appreciate and see as a gift that it, I believe it's a gift, by the way. Um, so you can see it as a gift. How much do you think that influenced in, your, in you becoming successful now? I would like to get your take on that. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. I mean, I think that's a, you know, it's a debatable question for, for some people. You know, my childhood was intense and quite a few people would say, you know, it was maybe too intense for a child. But, you know, I, I, I don't believe so. I think that we coddle a lot of people nowadays and don't 100 for, for percent. Yeah. So, you know, I, I like being overly prepared for reality. You know, I'm used to that through sports. Like in, you know, in sports, they break you on purpose. You know, your coach will tell you to do something that he knows you don't want to do he knows that you think it's wrong doesn't have logic to it you do it to break that kind of mental mental bridge or blocker that you have in your brain that stops you from just going above and beyond for the team and I've always been able to do that so you know I think that's kind of a military mindset where it's mm -hmm. like you know you, you throw yourself on the grenade you sacrifice for the bigger cause and I've always been able to visualize that bigger cause and see that. And, you know, things in my childhood with sports allowed me to kind of run through all these micro battles and, and challenges early on and having the discipline to win, lose, regardless, get up the next day and get better. I think that's what really set me up for, for business success more than anything. It's, it doesn't really matter what happens in the game. The next day we're getting better. Yeah. I mean, when you were saying this, I was thinking about, you know, my childhood and most people who's, who's, you know, who are, you know, widely successful. And I think, I mean, then I was comparing that to, you know, the kind of life, lifestyle and upbringing I've given to my kids. My kids are molly coddled as well. I put my hands up, you know, and I, I I'm, and I've been, you know, uh, <laughs> I think I've been too soft. I don't, I think they may not agree. Um, but my, my, my childhood was very tough, but I think that was a positive aspect about me. You know, when people say to me, oh, you're very strong. I don't have an option. I had to be strong, you know, with my childhood. I grew up in, you know, what would be what you'd call guys would call ghetto or whatever, you know, in, in East yep. London of of, um, um, of London, East London, you know, it's just, and, and, you know, with my brother playing out and whatever else. But that made me such a, you know, my mind was so focused on success, so focused on studying, so focused on making sure I got out there and I changed my life and my trajectory was completely different. 
yeah, it's when when I look back, it's abnormal the things that I've done, but there was no way around. There was no negotiation. So I was so strict on myself, but my life was very hard. Yeah. And now I look back and I think the people who had a softer upbringing did not have the character to be able to build the kind of lived in life that I've built. So as a child, I know that some other people may see your child as, as intense. I think that was the biggest gift your father gave you because it enabled you to become this really, you know, physically strong is one thing, but mentally strong. And that enabled you to have the character and the courage to become successful and have the, the, the you know, the courage to take decisions and the gumption to stick by them. That is such a crucial skill that I see with people. Leaders are able to make those difficult decisions and have the gumption to stick with them. Weak people make these decisions very poorly and they change often. And this, this requires a certain kind of character, a certain kind of mindset and that you that can be developed later on as well. But I think it's it's usually usually very helpful if you get it early on. Through good times and bad times, I'm not saying either way. And when it's been the things that happen, I remember when I think my, my life, you know, the way it was at the time, it was harsh, it was horrible. And I remember, you know, people think, oh, we need therapy. You know, whatever. That's I think that's modern will take on it. I think that was for me my gift. I mean, I'm also dyslexic, so I had to study extra hard to get the grades. Again, I see dyslexia as a gift. And I think yep. you, you have a similar mindset, like I did it and it helped me and it made me who I am and look where I am today. And I think that's fantastic. I think that's the thing that you, you know, you, you know, should we, we should be telling people is discipline is a form of self-love too. But when you're a child, that discipline comes from your parents, not from yourself. You can't discipline yourself as a five-year-old or a six-year-old, you know, a seven-year-old, but yep. parents can do that for you. I'm curious yep. to see, do you have any children yourself? I do. I, I, I do. I have a, I have a son that's. Uh, and, and what, what kind of parent are you to your son? Well, he actually just, just joined the Navy. So. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. He, he and he and his mom are, and I are not together. So we have somewhat of a distant relationship, especially compared to my childhood. Okay. Um, but I mean, in, in general, you know, I think it's the same. You know, I, I, I my dad's still quite involved in my life and even my son's life. So, you know, the, the same structure is in place. It's a lot harder to enforce um, nowadays than it is successfully during my childhood. You know, the, there 100%. was no social media when I was growing up. There yeah. was no real internet. You know, I, w- yeah. I remember being the first person in my family to know how to use a computer. So, mm. like, that's, you know, Same here. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a different tack. I mean, that's a different challenge to kind of try to tackle right now. And I yeah. think every parent is really struggling with it. I think that, you know, society in general is, tr- is struggling with kind of preparing young people for the harshness of reality, um, especially when you get kind of induced into a fantasy by social media and and these apps that people use like that. Um, So in general, I think the, the trials and tribulations that you go through, whether they're, you know, coming from a a poverty stricken neighborhood or, um, you know, not having as much kind of access to resources when you're growing up, Mm -hmm. or it comes from sports or whatever that is, I think getting that those lessons kind of early as possible, avoiding as much physical danger as you can during that process. So you will get bumps and bruises, but you don't want to, let's say, scar and injure yourself for life to where you, you know, you're, you're traumatized from it. But I think going through that before you get to adulthood, especially before you start your own business is something that is kind of um, not, not really given enough credit. I think most businesses fail because people haven't gone through enough things and they are not ready for kind of the the cause of every single day to be dealing with problems and you can just feel bombarded with problems but that is what it's like to be a business owner you're responsible for every problem that comes up and 
kind of dealing with obstacles and, uh, and overcoming them and losing and winning some of those smaller battles is kind of the, the task of every single day. And I don't think most people are ready for that. I agree. I definitely agree. I think a lot of people come in with the romantic idea that I'm going to start this business and it's going to re- go really well and so forth. And they're not mentally prepared for the roller coaster ride that it is. And the ups are high, but the lows are low. And there are times, <laughs> yeah. And it's a very lonely place. Uh, and and somebody said this to me, and I and I've I've known this myself as well. That the higher up you go, the closer your your circle becomes. And the less you're able to share with people because you are not able, people are not able to understand what you're going through and the pressures on your head and so forth. And you have to deal with that, you know, by on your own. And if your shoulders are not strong enough, if you're not mentally that strong enough, that's when you collapse and people have burnouts and they collapse and so forth. And then there's mental health and mental health issues as well. I mean, mental health has gone through the roof nowadays when you're growing up. What did we hear about mental health forever? And now every other child is going through therapy. I'm like, oh my God, right? Seriously, imagine the amount of therapy that you and I would have gone through. Um, you know, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disrespecting mental health. Absolutely, there's a, there's a there's a need for it. But I think we are too soft. Um, and the, and the, I agree with you. If someone has not dealt with the hardships of life, they struggle when they come across the problems and the hardships of business. And every business will test your resilience. And whether you like it or not, and if you don't have the the, the courage to to go through the dark times, the, the the low time periods, that's when people collapse, and that's when that has what happens. I think that recently, especially when I've been in the online space, certainly people, you know, these these twenty years old and some of the olds, they became these multi multi millionaires and so forth. But it was short lived. They lost it very quickly because they weren't able to handle the low points because. Again, they they just had success so quickly they didn't really do you know see the the other side. So, just wrapping this up, what advice would you give Chad, someone who's you know who is uh, thinking of going into business or is currently business is going through a low moment and thinks, you know, it's okay for Go and it's okay for Chad. You know, you came at the other end, but I, I've given this business my all and I'm struggling and I don't think I can keep up. What would advice would you give to someone like that? I think you kind of, you know, you you spoke on exactly what, you know, the reason I wrote the book and the the reason I kind of tried to culminate everything that I've learned as far as is really kind of preparing yourself for the mental challenge of what's to come. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my book is titled Preparing for Battle because I do think business and entrepreneurship is a battle. 100%. Um, you know, you are you are conquering on a daily basis. You're trying to grow and, you know, take market space and there's never a day in which you can't be doing more for your business. So you're either doing more yourself, which requires more effort and energy from you personally, or you're having to build resources and teams to, yeah. to come in and, and fulfill that space. But there's really never a day in which the business doesn't kind of need more energy than it did with the day before. And, uh, I, you know, I think a lot of people fall short in that aspect. I would advise people to really focus on self-awareness. So I am a huge advocate for therapy. Mm. I think people use therapy as a crutch. You know, I think they're, they can't. I get, agree. I think it's, 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 it's not therapy that's the issue. It's when they use it as a crutch. Exactly. And, and I think I, I have myself even been to therapy, but I use therapy. I have goals when I go to therapy. So, I, mm. I mean, I remember, I, you know, I mentioned at the beginning, I started a, a, a salon or I started a business with my girlfriend. I started a nail salon at the same time I started my fitness company and communicating with my team for the nail salon was not the same as communicating with my team for the, the kettlebell company. You yeah. know, I could not talk to them the same. I couldn't request yeah. the same amount of effort. And it became quite frustrating for me because I was used to working in construction, used to working with 
let's say groups of guys that had some sense of camaraderie. There was no really cattiness or, you know, that was kind of frowned upon, let's say, where I had to learn how to deliver things differently and communicate differently. Mm -hmm. And I learned that kind of stuff in therapy. So I give like huge, huge credit to my therapist because Mm -hmm. I I would ask her, how do I say this in a way that doesn't get perceived as this? And going to therapy with those types of goals, I think is tremendous for people when you can get a long way, especially business professionals. I think we think everybody can be like us, but I don't think everybody can and wants to be like us. So meeting people where they are is a requirement for strong leadership as well and understanding what will get maximum value out of people versus, you know, what will cause conflict, I think is a skill set as well. So I use therapy for that kind of stuff. But I think in general, you have to be self-aware enough to want to work on yourself and to want to improve who you are. And I think a lot of people are scared of that, the idea of like losing your own personal identity Mm -hmm. and you not knowing who you are anymore. And I don't think you are like, I am, I'm not the same person from 10 years ago. And and, and why should you be? Yeah, why should, yeah. I'm extremely proud of that. And, you know, mm. I, 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 rem- I will remind you if you need me to that, hey, like I've grown since the last time you've seen me. And I think yeah. that's a leadership mindset. That should yeah. be the mindset that you try to demonstrate to your employees and to your team so that everyone has an opportunity to kind of take on more responsibilities and, and grow with the company and not just kind of get left behind. So I would challenge everybody to, to look at life as a kind of like ever- changing and growing experience. It's not something that should say stagnant. Stagnation should feel kind of dangerous to you in a sense, like, uh, am I about to get laid off? Because I don't really, you know, I don't really have a purpose around Mm -hmm. here and I'm not really helping with the growth. So, you know, I would encourage people to lean into that a little bit more. 100%. I agree with absolutely everything you said. We need to I mean, I, I I believe in healing your traumas, by the way. So, in case somebody thinks I'm I'm uh, I'm talking lengthy about about uh, about uh, healing, not at all. Counseling, absolutely healing your traumas and working through it. It's part of something I do as a, as a mindset coach as well. Absolutely, hundred percent. You should look at your traumas and heal through it. But don't use it as an excuse to keep back. Don't use it as an excuse to not grow. Don't use it as an excuse to keep yourself small. That's the point I'm making. And allow yourself to go through the uncomfortable stage and grow exactly as you said. Because you're either growing or you're disintegrating. It's one or the other. And yeah. um, and a leader needs to have be able to converse at every level um, and meet people where they are because that's that's what makes that's a sign of a true leader. I completely agree with that. Well, on that note, we're going to wrap this one up. We have to have you back on my talkies. We'll continue the conversation there, Chad. But for now, tell everybody how can we connect with you? Where can we find you on the internet? I'm pretty much everywhere, like everyone nowadays. So uh, real chat price on Instagram, Facebook. I'm also on LinkedIn. It's chat price. Uh, you can find out quite a bit more about me on my website, chadprice.com. You can find the book on there on Amazon, Preparing for Battle, uh, but you can get through it to everything from chadprice.com. Wonderful. Now, if you are listening to us on podcast, the links that Chad just mentioned will be in the show notes. And if you're watching the Newton down below in the description section, we'll have all the links for him as well. Go check him out and see how you can use, read his, get, get familiar with him, read his book to see how that can support you in your journey. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today, Chad. We'll have to have you back, but today, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was very nice meeting you. And thank you for listening to me and Chad today. I will be back with another amazing guest on another Friday feature, finding out how they change their life by changing the mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Gulkan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website 
www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.